Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. Father, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you, Lord God, because we are able to come into your presence this morning. We thank you because this is the day that you have made. Lord, you will cause us to rejoice and be glad in today. Thank you for the blessings of today. Thank you for the provisions of today. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We thank you because as we see the sun rise this morning, we know, Lord, that you are still faithful. You are faithful to keep your word. You are faithful to watch over your word. And so, Father, we say be glorified this morning. As the Ancient of Days be glorified this morning. As the King of Kings be glorified this morning. As the Lord of Hosts be glorified this morning. You are indeed Lord, the one who is from everlasting to everlasting. Lord, none can be compared to you. And we give you all the praise this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, as we come once again to read the word, Father, we ask for understanding this morning. We ask for wisdom. Lord, cause us to learn in your presence and let your name alone be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Morphe Ayenike. We continue reading at the book of First Corinthians. Yesterday, we stopped on First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse thirty-two. Yes, I want us to take it right from verse verse thirty-two. Okay, so we we'll complete our chapter fourteen, chapter fifteen. We see the resurrection of of Christ and the resurrection of the dead, and then in chapter sixteen, we see the, the donations and the collection that was made for the church in jerusalem okay i stopped on chapter uh, on verse 32 chapter 14 verse 32 yesterday because i thought we were about to enter a point i needed us to discuss okay to be very clear on uh, this is one part of the bible that has been misunderstood okay uh, in fact some men this is their whole understanding of marriage okay i say again what Paul is addressing. Go back and listen to or read chapter 14 again. Paul is addressing orderly worship, okay? How people should conduct themselves during service. That's what Paul is addressing, not marriage, not the marriage institution, okay? So let's just go back one or two verses. He says, but if anyone is prophesying and another person receives a revelation from the Lord, the one who is speaking must stop. Is addressing order. Okay? You receive a revelation. The spirit comes upon you. You are speaking and speaking. And someone else receives a new revelation. Paul says the person speaking, okay, should be able to control themselves and stop. And give room for the next person, next person to speak. Especially if they, they've been speaking for a long time. 31 says, in this way, all who prophesy will have we have a turn to speak one after the other so that everyone will learn and be and be encouraged the purpose of prophecy again is to is for encouragement okay 
is to build up the church, not to pull it down. So what Paul is addressing here, remember, it's public prophecy, okay? This one is ministration. There should be order. It is from there, in says verse 32. Remember that people who prophesy are in control of their spirits and can take turns. Okay, so don't come and say the spirit just came upon me. I was just shaking and shaking and I was talking. I spoke for the next three hours. That is not, <laughs> that is not the spirit of God. He does not do that. Okay, I like the way under version puts it. It says the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Okay, so people who prophesy are in control. They are in control. They can stop. Okay, they can stop speaking. They can sit down. If they have to sit, they have to sit down. Not that I have entered the spirit, and then I am there for the next three or four, or five days. I'm not saying you, the Holy Spirit might not have a discussion to do with you for the next four, or five days, but your spirit is still yours to control. You can actually stand up from that place if you want to stand up. Okay, so now let's move on to 30, 33, and then we take the controversial part. Since for God is not a God of disorder but of peace. Makes sense, right? In the service. God is not a God of disorder but of peace. As in in all the meetings of God's holy people. So he is addressing meetings. He says women should be silent during the church meetings. It is not proper for them to speak. They should be submissive just as the law says. Women should be silent. Okay? during i read again women should be silent during the church meetings is this saying that a woman should not prophesy read it again women should be silent during the church meetings it is not proper for them to speak okay so this is not addressing whether women can minister or not okay because then paul will be an hypocrite just go and check Especially when Paul finishes his letter and he's greeting uh, the pastors and the heads of churches. Okay, there are many women in there. Okay, so if they had to pastor their churches, would they not have, been, have had to be able to speak to their churches? Okay, so that means that Paul is addressing something else here. He says women should be silent because the women he's talking about here is not talking about women in general. He's talking about married women. In this particular church, this Corinthian church, it says women should be silent during the church meetings. It is not proper for them to speak. They should be submissive just as the law says. If they have any questions, they should ask their husbands at home for it is improper for women to speak in church meetings. Okay, so what I draw from here, it is talking about women married women and of course not all women all women are married um also i can easily draw out from here that he is not talking about ministration it meant that most likely in this culture because really you have to pay attention to the jewish culture from where a lot of them are coming their men were more educated okay some people tend to say that the Jewish culture is quite patriarchal. They were more educated. They were more, they were more enlightened. Okay. And so when women come into their meetings, they were disturbing. They were causing, they were causing a wrong call in church, you know, in the church meetings. So Paul was advising that look, if the women want to, you know, instead of coming to cause trouble here in church, 
you know they should ask their husbands at home if they if they need if they need clarification on anything okay this should not be used as a template of our women the conduct of women in church okay because you will agree with me remember again that that was custom there are customs today okay where women are even more better educated than men okay when women are even better they are more civil than men okay they can teach better than many men okay so uh don't use this as a template to say okay uh was a woman minister gets up on the stage i have had many ministers of god you know use this and say once a woman gets up on stage i will stand up and you will get there since they should ask their husbands at home not all women are married for it is improper for women to speak in church in church meetings or do you think god's word god's word originated uh, with you corinthians are you the only ones to whom it was given if you claim to be a prophet or think you are spiritual you would recognize that what i am saying is a command from the lord himself but if you do not recognize this you yourself will not be recognized so my dear brothers and sisters be eager to prophesy and don't forbid speaking in tongues but be sure that everything is done properly and in order so what paul is addressing again here is order order in the church not whether men can speak women can speak or women cannot be ministers in church that's not what if you have another scripture presented definitely not first corinthians chapter 14 the women here were not well educated and so they were not comporting themselves well and they were causing wrong cause in in the church paul says they should ask their husbands at their husbands at home instead of coming to cause trouble here all right let's move on to first corinthians chapter 15 the resurrection of christ let me now remind you dear brothers and sisters of the good news i preached to you before you welcomed it then and you still stand firm in it it is the good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message i told you unless of course you believed something that was never true in the first place i passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me christ died for our sins just as the scripture said that is the most important okay that is the most important part of sharing the gospel christ died for our sins okay not all these doctrines that we have put on our heads and is the is the only thing else we pay attention to in church for since he was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day just as the scripture said he was seen by peter and then by the twelve. the twelve after that he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time most of whom are still alive though some have died then it was seen by James and later by all the apostles. Last of, of all, as though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him. For I am the least of all the apostles. In fact, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted, per- persecuted God's church. Then, very powerful scripture. I, I owe this scripture dear to my heart. Is it but whatever I am now? It is all because God poured out his special favor on me. Grace, whatever I am now, whatever you are now, it is because God poured out his special grace on you. Just look at the life of Paul. He was a murderer. 
okay he persecuted the church he would go everywhere arresting them and paul is saying look ah but for the grace of god you are looking at my life today you're calling me an apostle you're calling me a powerful man of god but for the grace of god it had nothing to do with my own abilities i pray god will give you wisdom says but whatever i am now it is all because god poured out a special favor on me and not without results okay when god's grace touched my life it came with results says for i have worked harder than any of the other apostles yet it was not i but god who was working through me by his grace so it was not about the works that he did it was not because he could live a, a holy life better than the other apostles. It was not because okay, he could go through more suffering than the other apostles. The work part was necessary, was important. Paul said, I worked hard. Okay, That means that that was deliberate. However, Paul recognizes that the grace of God what was, was working in him. 11. So it makes no difference whether I preach or they preach. For we all preach the same message uh, you have already believed. Reason why is he talking like this? They were comparing him with the other apostles. Okay? Now, let's go on. The resurrection of the dead. But tell me this. Since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying there will be no resurrection of the dead? How did this happen? They allowed some... Okay? When you go about looking for new revelations... That's what happened. They allowed, they were allowing, because they were looking for powerful ministers. They were going about looking for powerful ministers. And one of them who had come to minister in their church is the one that is saying that there is no resurrection of the dead. Okay? And you know that no resurrection from the dead, you know, is the teaching of the Sadducees. Okay? Who do not believe, they do not believe in angels. They do not believe in the resurrection the resurrection from the dead. So it means that it was the Jewish bent that has entered the church. Since for if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless and your faith is useless. Without the resurrection, Christ's resurrection from the dead, there is no Christianity. That is why oftentimes, okay, in this that we emphasize it, Easter that we celebrate is by far more important than Christmas. Okay, we do a lot of glamour. Oh, it's Christmas Day. We shoot, I don't know, maybe because it is towards the end of the year. You know, it is fanfare and everything. So maybe because it's towards the end of the year, everybody does, you know, put down their air and then relax a little bit. And then maybe because Easter comes up you know about the month of april when we are marking it you know and then everybody is still hustling and everything okay we don't really give it this the attention it you know it deserves the resurrection okay is the reason why we are christians paul says that look without it all and if christ has not been raised then all our preaching is useless and your faith is useless he says, and we apostles would all be lying about God, for we have said that God raised Christ from the dead, from the grave. But that can't be true if there is no resurrection of the dead. And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless, and you are still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. 
And if our hope in Christ is only uh, for this life, we are we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. Hallelujah. If our hope, if all our hope in Christ is only for this life, so that there is no resurrection of the dead, there is no eternal judgment, one day we will stand before God and give account of us of ourselves. Paul says, look, our lives are pitiful. We have, I love, I love another, another version. It says we are of all men miserable. <laughs> it says we are to be pitied than anyone in the world. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Okay? The resurrection of the dead has begun through Christ. Paul is not saying um, no one else okay, has been raised from the dead because Jesus raised many people from the dead. Paul himself will raise somebody from the dead. Peter raised somebody from the dead. However, even though they were raised from the dead, Lazarus was raised from the dead, uh, they will eventually die. Okay? But Christ is the first person who was raised from the dead and will never die again. In other words, death has no power over him. It says that Jesus, um, just as everyone dies, no, let me go back to 21. So you see, just as death came into the world, no, do I want to flick back again? Let's go to 20. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. 21. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belong to Christ will be given new life. You know, when you see Paul's wrestling, eh, you will understand his perspective to the gospel. Okay, if Adam passed sin and death to all of us, then everyone who is connected to Christ also can, you know, should receive his grace and his new life. Okay, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. But there is an order to this resurrection. Christ was raised as the first of the harvest. Then all who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes, when he comes back. All who belongs to Christ will be raised when he comes back. Since after that, the end will come uh, when he will turn the kingdom over to God the Father, having destroyed every ruler and authority and power. For Christ must reign until he humbles all his enemies beneath his feet, and the last enemy to be destroyed is death. For the scripture says, God has put all things under his authority. Of course, when it says all things are under his authority, that does not include God himself, who gave Christ his authority. It says, then when all things are under his authority, the Son will put himself under God's authority, so that God, who gave his Son authority over all things, will be utterly supreme over everything, everywhere. If the dead would not be raised, what point is there in people being baptized for those who are dead? Why why do do it unless the dead will someday rise again? And why should we ourselves risk our lives hour by hour? For I swear, dear brothers and sisters, that I face death daily. This is as certain as my pride. This is as certain as my pride in what Christ Jesus our Lord has done in you. And what value was there in fighting wild beasts? those people of Ephesus, if there will be no resurrection from the dead, 
if there is no resurrection, let's let's feast and drink. For tomorrow we die. <laughs> we just die. After we die, everything is ended. You see, the, the Sadducees and their teaching was very dangerous. And I'm telling you, it found its way into the church. In other words, uh, everything we will do in this life will end here. Paul says, if that is the case, so why are we then, you know, living a holy life? Why do we need to bother, you know, to, to preach the gospel? It will all end here. He says, let's feast and drink, for tomorrow we die. He says, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by those who say such things. Uh, for bad company corrupts good, ma- good character. Think carefully about what is right and stop sinning. For uh, to your shame, I say that some of you don't know God at all. Okay? Even though they were in the church, Paul says that they don't know God at all. Now, let's, the resurrection body. See, but someone may ask, how will the dead be raised? What kind of bodies will they have? What a foolish question. When you put a seed into the ground, it doesn't grow into a plant unless it dies first. And what you put in the ground is not the plant that will grow, but only a bare seed of wheat. But only a bare seed of wheat or whatever you are planting. Then God gives it the new body he wants it to have. A different plant grows from each kind of seed. Similarly, there are different kinds of flesh, one kind of humans, another of animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are also bodies in heavens and bodies on on the earth. The glory of the heavenly bodies is different from the glory of the earthly bodies. The sun has one kind of glory, while the moon and stars each have another, another another kind. And even the stars differ from each other in their glory. It is the same way uh, with the resurrection of the dead. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die, but they will be raised to live forever. Our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised to glory. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. They are buried as natural human bodies, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. For just as there are natural bodies, there are also spiritual bodies. So this is my understanding. When Christ comes back, okay, those who died with Christ, their spirit will come back with him, okay? The Bible talks about them coming with the cloud. So when they come back with him, they will be raised, they will be united with their bodies that is in the grave. When their spirit touched that body, something is going to happen to that body, that body that is decayed, okay? Paul calls it, for just as there are natural bodies, there are spiritual bodies. It will transform into spiritual bodies. And it is this body eh, that will be used to live for all of eternity. Okay? Very important. It is also these bodies eh, that some people will use to spend eternity in hell. Okay? Because I know some people are saying, ah, spirits shouldn't feel anything now. Right? <laughs> so in hell, I should really not feel anything. The Bible talks about the torment of hell. Okay? It is because you will enter there with with your spiritual body eh? you will be able to feel the fire that would not be your portion in jesus name it says the scripture tells us the first man adam okay um became a living person but the last adam that is christ is a life-giving spirit what comes first is the natural body then the spiritual body comes later adam the first man was made from the dust of the earth while christ the second man came from from heaven 
earthly people are like the earthly man and heavenly people are like the heavenly man just like just as we are now like the earthly man we will someday be like the heavenly man okay what i am saying dear brothers and sisters is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of god these dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever okay this is our physical body even for those of us who are alive when christ comes okay Paul said we will not, we will read it in First Thessalonians. Paul said we will not precede those who, who, who have already died because they will come back with Christ and then they will receive their new bodies. After that happened, the Bible says we ourselves that are alive, we will be changed suddenly. Our bodies will be transformed and then we will become like Christ. Okay? Paul says what I am saying, dear brothers and sisters, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in the moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to life they will be raised to live forever and we who are living will also be transformed when the trumpet sound those who are coming with christ eh, they will be raised with their bodies that spiritual that their spirit will connect with their physical bodies that is in the grave and then they will they will be transformed into spiritual bodies those of us who are alive however it says uh, those and and we who are living will also be transformed for our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die our mortal bodies will must be transformed into immortal bodies then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die uh, this scripture will be fulfilled death is swallowed up in victory oh death where is your victory oh death where is your sting for sin is this is the sting that results in death and the law gives sin its power but thank god he gives us victory over sin and death through our lord jesus christ so my dear brothers and sisters be strong and immovable always walk enthusiastically for the lord for you know that nothing you do for the lord is ever useless did you hear that nothing you do for the lord is ever useless i wish some christians would just realize it because i have met people who are frustrated today pastor is there any benefit to living righteously nothing we do for the lord is ever useless i pray on that resurrection morning when the trumpet will sound eh ah you will rise up to glory yes whether you are coming back with christ whether you are still alive when the trumpet will sound ah you will receive a glorious body yes you because you 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 are connected to jesus because you believe in jesus you will live gloriously with jesus hallelujah all right let's conclude this one first corinthians chapter 16 the collection for jerusalem now regarding your question about the money being collected for god's people in jerusalem you should follow the same procedure i gave to the churches in galatia on the first day of each week you should each put aside a portion of the money you have earned don't wait until i get there and then try to collect it all at once when i come i i will write letters of recommendation for the messengers you choose 
to deliver your gifts your gifts to jerusalem and if it seemed appropriate for me to go along they can travel they can travel with me now paul final instruction i am coming to visit you after i have been to macedonia for i am planning to travel through macedonia perhaps i will stay a while with you possibly all winter and then you can send me on my way uh, to my next destination this time i don't want to make just a short visit and then go right on i want to come and stay a while if the lord uh, will let me in the meantime i i will be staying here at ephesus until the festival of pentecost so it means that paul was writing this most likely when he was in ephesus there is a wide open door for a great work here although uh, many oppose oppose me and of course you remember he called the men of ephesus he called them white beasts you know the the opposition he received in ephesus was 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 wonderful okay 10 says that when timothy comes don't intimidate him he is doing the lord's work just as i am don't let anyone treat him with contempt send him on his way with your blessings when he returns to me i expect him to come with the other believers now about our brother our brother apollos who they were comparing with paul he says i urge him uh, to visit i urged him to visit you with the other believers they were fighting over apollos and and paul whereas apollos knew that paul was a senior <laughs> a senior colleague eh? Paul says, I urged him to visit you with the other believers, but he was not willing to go right now. He will see you later when he has the opportunity. Next, he says, be on guard. Stand firm. Stand firm in your faith. Be courageous. Be strong. And do everything with love. He says, you know Stephanas and his household were the first of the harvest of believers in Greece and they are spending their lives in service to god's people i urge you dear brothers and sisters to submit to them and others like them who serve with such devotion i'm very glad that stephanas fortunatus and Achaicus have come have come here they have been providing the help you weren't here to give me they have been a wonderful encouragement to me as they have been to you you must show your appreciation to all who serve so well now paul's final greetings the church is here in the province of asia and and send greetings in in the lord as do aquila and, and priscilla even paul puts aquila's name a woman pastor a female pastor puts it before her husbands aquila and priscilla and all the others who gather in our in their home in their home for church church meetings all the brothers and sisters here send greetings to you greet each other with a sacred kiss here is my greeting in my own handwriting paul if anyone does not love the lord that person is cursed our lord come may the grace of the lord jesus be with you my love to all of you in christ jesus hallelujah okay so Paul, one of Paul's signatures at ending his letters is this grace. Okay? He always shares grace when he ends his letter. Go and pay it. Go and read all of, go and read all his letters. He will always share the grace and when ending his letter. And that is why most people say Paul did not write the book of Hebrews. Also, first Corinthians, it is 
first corinthians is written in the handwriting law paul wrote it by himself uh different from the book of romans that was written that was written on his behalf uh, okay so as we go today what lessons can we draw first of all okay we 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 concluded um chapter 14 and i was trying to explain that look paul is not saying that women should not be ministers or women should not preach should not preach in 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 church that was the jewish culture and they were moving they were coming out of the jewish culture in fact paul had confronted peter and confronted some of them who were trying to use the jewish culture to raise the new the new believers no paul says we are not bound by the law so paul could not have been one of those who were trying to institute the law okay women are allowed to minister in church women are allowed to speak in church very importantly however in the context of this culture well their women were not well educated they were not well raised and so when they came into church they were causing rancors and so paul says they should ask their husbands at home remember not every woman has a husband okay so they should ask ask their husband at home if they had any question that's one in chapter 15 we saw the resurrection of jesus okay and we see paul teaches about how our own resurrection too will happen i'm telling you um, one day we will rise up to be with christ and when we rise up we will give account of everything that we have done with this body remember the resurrection and let it shape yes let it shape your the way you live very very importantly let it shape the way you live lastly in chapter 16 i take Paul's one of his final words, verse 22. If anyone does not love the Lord, that person is cursed. Yes, very important. Love the Lord. And remember, you can't love the Lord and not love <laughs> love people, right? Yes, because love will be the true measure of whether we are Christians. Love the Lord. I want you to pray this morning. Lord, help me. Help me to love you genuinely. Help me to love other believers in the mighty name of jesus lord i pray this morning as we look forward to the resurrection help me to live a life that i will be proud of lord a life that on that day you will say welcome thou good and faithful servant in the mighty name of jesus father we say thank you this morning lord we will not miss you we would not miss you in the name of jesus give us the grace to live for you in jesus mighty name we pray amen all right thank you so much for listening today god bless you enjoy your day